da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got... Hey, ladies! Hello, and welcome to Mad About Movies. Um... Bet you weren't expecting to hear not Brian, not Kent, not Richard, but in fact, it is friends of the show, Ellen and Meg. Hi, Hi Meg. Hi, girls night. <laughs> girls night. We, <laughs> we, whether, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. For us, <laughs> it's yes. late, but for us, it is late. You um, know, no matter what time of day it is, it can still be a girls night. It's always, it's always girls night. Um. Yes, we have taken over. Um, I'm guessing you already know the title of this episode, so let it be known. None of the guys were willing to go on the record against Harvey Weinstein, so they had to call in some ringers who it's would be brave enough to do so. <laughs> I'm actually convinced they were just trying to, like, I don't know, take the week off to quote-unquote be with their families. I don't know. Sounds fake to me, but... <laughs> I mean... They record all the other times of the year. It's oh, true. <laughs> they they don't take they don't take rests. No days off. But here we no are, <laughs> giving them a giving them a respite. <laughs> yes, you know, going going in and uh, and saying what needs to be said so they don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, aka <laughs> Ellen and Meg said. <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm Ellen, and. Um, former podcast host myself as mm-hmm. is meg and Same, we former podcast host oh. uh, both frequent mad about movie contributors and uh patrons so you can find us <laughs> on the discords mm-hmm. we are around mm-hmm. uh if you if you call us we'll answer yeah um, normally no one will uh, normally i'll i'll be quiet until someone says something about mama mia and then i have to come <laughs> back and just make sure everyone knows on Mia 2 is a masterpiece, and I can go around about my day. Yeah. And normally you can pretty much only find me on the Discord to chime in every once in a while to bully our friend Danny Weiser. Right. Um, well, that's he deserves deserved. it. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someone has to keep him in check. <laughs> so, but yes, we are stepping in this week to talk about She Said, a very fun, um, action packed comedy. Um, <laughs> Not stressful at all. <laughs> nor triggering in any no. way <laughs> <laughs> just really like i'm gonna say feel good film of the year <laughs> yeah <laughs> put that on the marquee <laughs> yeah uh definitely um and yeah so ellen i mean just left the theater like 30 minutes ago so mm-hmm. we're catching her fresh i saw it about a month ago uh but i you know refreshed myself as well so um I mean, I feel like we could just start with like a summary. So, I mean, it's a journalism movie. I think in a way going into it, I was like, at this point, we kind of know, you know, in general what that's going to feel like, you know, mm-hmm. movies where they're running around a press office and, you know, talking to, you know, about deadlines and such and such. Um, and this is about uh, mainly the two main journalists uh, who at the New York Times reported on the Harvey Weinstein sexual assault cases and kind of, you know, it starts with them hearing rumors about, uh, you know, allegations in Hollywood. And then obviously as we, the audience know that blows up. Mm -hmm. So 
that's the the main plot uh it's you know a really great cast obviously carrie mulligan zoe kazan um they were fantastic they were so they, good i mean yeah i i remember when this article came out it kind of it kind of broke the story it was amongst and i think they they did a really good job with to kind of drop us in time of where these two uh, journalists were and what was going on at the New York times. Um, it was right on the heels of the 2016 election mm-hmm. and the topic of sexual harassment and, you know, imbalance of power amongst, you know, or the abuse of power was on people's minds. And um, the New York times had just, covered a whole bunch of stories about that in the political world. And then we're kind of rolling into more stories about um, sexual harassment and how it pervasive it is in other uh, industries. And I think uh, we on the Zoe Kazan's character was kind of the first to really catch wind that like, this is huge in Hollywood. And I think this is an avenue we can explore. And then of course it goes from there and, straight to the top with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is it really starts with a kind of, you know, is switching back and forth between the two main characters, kind of like journalists, journalistic work before they get started on this and shows uh, Megan Toohey, you know, the Carrie Mulligan character has kind of broken a few of these stories before. So, you know, she, I think, like you said, it just kind of wrapped up a a piece on Donald Trump. And, um, you know, it's it's I I do feel like, you know, it gets into what's happening pretty early on. And but there is like something so crazy. I mean, you know, this was only five or six years ago or whatever. And like when she's like, I'm hearing rumblings that like things are kind of negative environment in the Harvey Weinstein office. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, understatement of the century. Because <laughs> like, obviously we know how this movie ends and we had to read the article at the time. And so it does feel crazy. And I mean, you know, these were definitely two journalism names that I didn't know before I watched the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I'm, I, I I might not be the only one, but I definitely like associated Ronan Farrow with this, and they even like Same. have kind of a throw li- throwaway line at one point where they're like, "Oh, Ronan Farrow is working on this for you know <clears throat> the, the New, New York Times." Mm-hmm. Oh no, whoever, yeah, the New York, the New York, whoever he was yeah. working on it with, uh, and you are kind of like, I don't know. That's one thing that I always find really interesting about journalism movies of which there are many excellent ones so that is another thing that's kind of difficult is it's hard to leave this movie and not say how how, how does this compare this to compare? Spotlight? how does this compare to all the president's men and i was literally thinking the exact same two movies as i was walking yeah because <laughs> it is those <laughs> i mean i think there is something to say i mean i'm in this format, I'm almost always going to be like interested and happy, and I'm going to leave and be like, "Oh, that was you know gripping and interesting." And I do feel like, you know, since obviously movies are written by people who are writers and have a love for like that kind of life, um, mm-hmm. it definitely feels like there's you know they know how to write it so that it's interesting where you're kind of breaking the story and balancing the okay we need to get the story out because it's important that it gets out and also like you know the 
almost capitalism side of it is we want to be the first people to break it. You know, we've been doing yeah. all this work. We don't want it to be thrown away by someone else beating us to the punch. But then also you want it to be as impactful as possible, which is mm-hmm. almost the biggest conflict of the movie is, I mean, at least halfway through, they have almost everything that they need in theory but Mm -hmm. they can't have but all the women aren't agreeing to go on the record so they're like we know all this to be true but unless we can kind of put you know names and faces behind this it's not going to have the clout that it needs yeah and you don't want to undermine the value of of the story that's being broken here Mm -hmm. um i think journalism movies like this really kind of I mean, whatever the subject is, the underlying tone is like the art of journalism is like the most important thing in the world, isn't yes. it? Um, and it and makes you believe it. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> I, I watch this stuff and I'm like, oh, you know, I just really am like <laughs> moved by this. Like, you know, and they work harder. They're braver. They're, you know, yeah, like, and it's not I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you can do it less interesting than this i've been (laughs) i talked about the post on mad about movies so there is there are versions of this that are less exciting but i think there are versions of this where like yeah they're they're really hammering home that like without the power of good journalism the wheels of history don't get moved and if that's your whole subject yeah rather than like the characters and what they're reporting on you get the post yeah And and then this i that is i think i knew a thing that we were going to agree on is how much of the like not even just the two main characters the other women who are you know the informants or interviewees mm-hmm. like how much of their interior lives that you see um and not things just propelling them towards telling the story like just things that you know give them like full lives and i think it mm-hmm. raises the stakes because you know you're talking to you know, even in the case of women who are, you know, 20, 40 years down the line from uh, their time at the Weinstein Company, they, they're they like, I still have a life or a career or a family that would be affected if mm-hmm. this went poorly for me. And, I mean, you understand why that would be terrifying. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think this film did a good job of giving us – real characters of yeah these are at the end of the day like these are real women with real lives um i personally didn't need a lot of that Mm -hmm. um this is a topic this is a a hard thing to deal with that like i'm already there Mm -hmm. whether it be small or big i feel like i don't a lot of women have dealt with harassment in the workplace. And it's like, I don't need to be told that these are real human beings that are being affected yeah. regardless of the level of harassment because yeah. I've but been there. Do we trust and- all moviegoers to be as- <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the thing. It's like, I think they did a good job of like, I didn't need it as much, but like not all, mov- but movie- other moviegoers probably do. I think, I think this reaches a general audience well. Yeah. Um, in particular with the, um, the three uh women that um that we kind of get in the second half of the movie that we get like backstories and flashbacks to their youth and their time working for Miramax um they weren't actresses they're not famous names um 
and they're the most fleshed out um quote characters that we get of the accusers um and we can go more into like the actresses who were and weren't involved in this movie and yeah their involvement in real life with this um i have opinions on that <laughs> the goop of it all <laughs> that's that's one thing that i mean and i wonder if it will age better than it like was today but for me like and for for you and for probably anyone who listens to this podcast i i know what gwyneth paltrow's up to you know and so to just like be like oh they're like sitting by gwyneth's pool but we're not seeing her but like it's it's insinuated i'm like okay i understand that like you know you're kind of playing around like Gwyneth isn't here, <laughs> but yeah. we're referring to her, etc. But I did find that took me out of it a little because I'm like, in my head, she's like such a public figure, <laughs> and then she is. It and made me kind have... of interrogate her involvement in all of this in real life, and you know what they put of her in the script because yes, we all know what Goop is up to. Yeah, she's she doesn't need a quote-unquote career in Hollywood anymore. And I think that was one of my criticisms a lot when this story broke. The influence and the power that she does have in real life, she could have real... I mean, granted, the dominoes fell and they they fell. Yeah. At the end, we didn't need her. But had they gotten her to actually go on the record yeah, and say something... Yeah. And I mean, and I think things also- could have changed because she was the one woman of all of these actresses that doesn't need an acting career anymore right. and is just fine on her own and has the power. And I think just that fact alone makes it tough to kind of put her, I guess, quote unquote, role in this against like Ashley Judd because you're like, I mean, at least for me, Ashley Judd like- put it all on the she line. Put it all on the line. And I'm like, when did I last see Ashley Judd? So you just like can't help but be like, it's almost and then for Ashley Judd to be like the only person in this like playing herself, every time mm-hmm. she's on screen, I'm like, this feels crazy. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> like it's like suddenly we're in a documentary, everything else is in, you know, Carrie Mulligan and because I had right. I'm like, oh, it's a real Ashley Judd. That like I think it adds weight, but it also like took me out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And um and was that Rose McGowan's voice? It was not. On, okay, so they ha- they got an actress that sounds yes, a lot like did. her. <laughs> Again, crazy. Yeah, like, there's a lot of uh, voice actors, which is another thing that just kind of, I mean, I think, and I understand, like, I don't know how you would do this, but I mean, there's someone doing a Trump voice, there's someone doing a Harvey Weinstein voice. Those are Yeah, is the Harvey Weinstein voices. voice, I'm curious if the Harvey Weinstein voice is an actor that we actually know. Because it, it sounded really familiar to me. His name is uh, Mike Houston, and this is... Never mind. He was in Boardwalk Empire, Orange is the New Black. Um, doesn't look like a major character on any of these. Uh, Never mind then. Nothing against Mike <laughs> Winston or Mike Houston. <laughs> but uh, it, it is that I was like, there's... It is weird when you're seeing something, when you're seeing people, you know, kind of do a voice that's like seems so well known so omnipresent and it's not like parody you know like they're like Mm -hmm. they're just doing it earnestly and it feels wrong but um and i think 
just to kind of wrap that up, Gwyneth Paltrow was mentioned so, so much when much. they were in the. Uh, I guess this isn't really spoiler. Like, like, Harvey seemed <laughs> very obsessed when with the, yes, when whether or not in, she was part and of this I or not. I feel like I do feel like that ties into what you were saying. Like he felt like he could squash anyone else but if he's like did you talk to Gwyneth did you talk to Gwyneth it's almost like she's the one that would be harder for him to like write make them write it off of course he yeah. didn't know how many they had <laughs> that was the yeah, thing that made me know. that like every time I was like had like my skin was crawling is when the journalist would be like trying to confirm how many payouts they're like more than 10 more than 15 and i'm like oh my gosh no it's like oh my god it's so many <laughs> when they said 8 to 12 i was like i don't believe you no and and i mean at the end like the after credits or like pre-credits is immediately like huh you know like 80 women of color yeah, i'm like you telling like, me there's only 12 payouts that sounds, please that sounds right <laughs> i did wish the one thing that i wish is that they had followed up more on when they go to the guy's house and his wife is there and they're like we want to talk about this. And he's just like, mm. what payouts, honey? And I'm like, I feel like that was like, a I really wish he would have, I wish he would have called them in act three. I know. I understand that. Like I'm maybe commenting what would have been better for a plot, uh, for a movie that's based on real life. But I was like, that was like a very high stakes scene. They put it, it was a, it was a trailer scene, you know, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I do want to kind of talk about, how like for me how meta this whole thing truly is um and if we are far enough removed in history i mean this was six years ago yeah you cannot tell me that the people involved in making this movie are there's probably some former miramax employees who made this movie isn't and like and it's it's a Plan B production, which is Brad Pitt's uh, mm-hmm. production company. Mm-hmm. Famously, also put out Blonde yep. this year, Terrible a movie. giant <laughs> swing and miss for feminism everywhere. <laughs> terrible movie. Um, <laughs> terrible movie. Terrible view on women. Terrible mm-hmm. view on one of the most famous yeah. victimized women of Man. Hollywood history. I really and like, like erased. Like Blonde Brad Pitt. What? So I mean. It, the whiplash that I got just seeing Plan B on screen ahead of this movie. It, it there's something that I just could not wrap my head around the fact that like, yeah, I, there's people who made this, yeah. people who produce this, who have worked with Weinstein. Yeah, and there is. I mean, I understand. Like this movie, you know, really, you know, obviously, like we said, kind of is is very you know gentle towards its victims obviously and you know wants Mm -hmm. uh for to you know walk the audience to you know being kind to them but there is kind of a crazy level of this where you're like it's something that was like famously so pervasive and you Mm -hmm. know you are kind of like it just does feel crazy that like how quickly that f- that f- like switch was flipped of everyone being like, well, obviously this was terrible, and like, you know, obviously it really we makes didn't you want to interrogate. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course, it makes you want to go interrogate. You're like, really? Yeah. Famous actress <laughs> in her sixties. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. Like, 
the amount of people in Hollywood are, who have distanced themselves. Right. Who, and you're like, if you spent any time thinking I, about it. I understand it, that he was, in a per- he was in a position of power, but it like, of course, but it is crazy to then just like turn around and be like patting yourself on the back to be like, and we made the movie that was talking about how bad it was. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, we I gave voice to the victims. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, how, how many people in this involved in this or in the system, you know, part of the problem. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's, it's hard to watch a movie like this. That's, you know, I guess in some ways writing wrongs for some people, but it's like, you can't, you can't just kick one stone. Right. And be like, job well done. It's like, no, you have to topple. And I do feel like the tower, if like there had he, been time, <laughs> if there had been more time, then it would have been more interesting to be like, Oh, this was how it was uncovered. This was the whole story. As opposed to being like, at the end of it being like, and you know, congratulations, that's feminism. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're you're a good person because you agree that rape is bad. Like, so mm-hmm. I feel like if there had been a little more time, you wouldn't feel that way. But like to kind of be like, oh, look at us, you know, like, you know, doing this incredible thing, and you're like, yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's like it it begs the question of like I don't know if this movie needed to be made. Mm-hmm. I think a I think I think an in depth documentary where they get to ask the questions and I, really push back on everyone saying I had no idea. Yeah. Yet I won an Oscar because of Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like I think that in the long one long run will be more effective and i don't think that gets made for at least another decade yeah. while people it's yeah in, i mean in hollywood still hold power that are we're and are still very much part of the problem like yeah i mean i think you know it it, it puts everyone i mean it puts everyone in an awkward position where you're like this is something that is fresh enough to get attention when it comes out you Mm -hmm. know if you wait another however long you know will it seem like oh well that's kind of like stale but if you had waited waited like a a really long time then you're like oh this is interesting but it's kind of like we have the information now it has the appeal now so Mm -hmm. i understand but it is still fresh in our minds it is still fresh we're gonna consume and then so you know it it does lead this is the the most useless exercise but then it leads to me being like okay well like if it was a fictionalized version of this you know like you know fake reporters you know covering a fake story that is very similar but then people are gonna be like oh it's just so obvious that they're doing the weinstein thing you know so i don't know i mean i think I mean, there were aspects of this that I really enjoyed and aspects of it that I was kind of, like, rolling my eyes at a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and it, it'll it it'll be interesting to see kind of how this falls amongst the journalism movies as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think it has a shot at Best Oscar <laughs> or Best Picture. No. So... But I do think, I do think they're going to put Zoe and Carrie... On the award circuit, um, yeah, well, the, to get them to talk about this, you know and that to, I can talk everyone about can that pat their long. own backs. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the politics of the award! And you know that season? I could go on and on about how crowded supporting actress is going to be this year because of it's, women talking. Um, 
which maybe it deserved. Uh, but yeah, it's I. I don't know. I feel like it could get like screenplay type thing, but you know, when you're like putting it up against like, like I said, all the president's men, which I think is essentially a perfect film and spotlight, which Mm -hmm. is, was maybe the topic a little for me more shocking because I was less aware of that investigation at the time. Like, I, it's a different type of investigation, yes. Right. It, the, I was thinking about Spotlight the whole time mm-hmm. because I feel like the pacing of this movie was very fast, especially like the first act. We just ran through mm-hmm. life events and timelines to exposition our way to like, and here's how we got to this story. Mm-hmm. And Spotlight is a slower moving, there's a lot of room to breathe, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of time spent in... um the thought process of the journalists involved in that story. And I love that film. I think it's very, very masterfully done. I do also think it benefits from being something that we, me and you as film obsessives are less aware of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, candidly, I did not grow up Catholic. I, you know, didn't really know anything about that world. So watching that movie. I did. And I knew a little, Mm -hmm. and I remember when the Boston story broke, so did all the other major cities. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a big Catholic city. Yeah. And it was a news. I, but again, yeah. I was young. So Yeah. And, it's, I, it's and, not I, like, and it's not something I was reading all the time. Right. It's not like we were on Twitter while it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> a little different. Just slightly. Um Yeah, we weren't we well, there weren't famous people weighing in on right. it left and right. 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 And I think maybe it's maybe it is specific to our corner of the audience that was so like aware of what every single famous person had to say right. about the story breaking when it broke that um, takes away from it. Because it point, takes away from it. Like, you and know that who you element, should call Rose McGowan, and we're like, well, yeah, obviously, obviously, <laughs> I was waiting for, and I and here's the thing. I knew this wasn't going to be involved in the script at all because she spoke to, I think it was Vanity Fair, but I kept waiting for like, when to, what, what about Uma Thurman? Yes. I was what after about, the fact. I, all that was after. That, that was after the yeah. fact. And I read that article and then read it again. Yeah. Because that was one of the most shocking Weinstein um, interviews yeah. or Weinstein revelations. But like, I think we were, we're so close to, the subject as far as like consumers of what everyone had to say about it that like not having that element of surprise so yeah we didn't have the element of surprise and then it ends with the story being published Mm -hmm. and for you and me that's just the beginning right and it's also i mean in general (laughs) the movie is less about them finding it out and being like this is insane how widespread it is it was like more that they the goal of the movie was to get enough women or some to go on the record to speak out yeah. against it like the yeah, big kind they of knew immediately this is, is having ashley judd say okay yeah you can use my name so that's different yeah. than you know in getting their hands on that memo right and, yeah yeah i think i mean we didn't need to spend a ton of time on it because everyone knew right away oh this is huge yeah. and it's 
pervasive and there's a big story here so our focus is going to be can we just get someone on the record like and that's the thing that's always so crazy about this like i can't even imagine how insanely frustrating it would be to like be like i know this as a fact we know it with every fiber of our being but we can't do anything about it until we Mm -hmm. check box a b c d e f g and anytime that they were like all right we're you know sending this to whoever so that they have time to get their statement and i'm like oh my gosh i would be so impatient (laughs) yeah and i yeah and i think i i do like that the title of this was she said Mm -hmm. because with a subject like sexual harassment and beyond to assault and rape um it is a matter of she said and there's and it's I don't know about you, but it, like it, I like feel it in my like skin. Yeah. Like it hurts when like you know the next line of dialogue is going to be someone being like, "Why didn't she go to the police?" Right. It's been how many years? And why did you know? And I'm like, I and I'm like, appreciate oh. that they really centered like the the stories of these women and telling them, but not in a super graphic way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not in a like you know yucky like showing recreations of terrible things you know it's Mm, a lot about mm -hmm. i mean it's really just about the aftermath like you know you see hotel rooms after the fact you see people you know reacting to the situation that they were in and you know i think that's a more tactful way to handle that than it might have been handled like 10 years ago (laughs) exactly and like we do go into details of what happened Mm -hmm. to these women but almost I don't know about you, but like I'm as I was watching it, I was like, I'm so invested in this woman, and the and we know that it happened, and I, it I don't the the graphic details felt so unimportant, mm-hmm. kind of as they should. It be. was more about like you just believe her yes. and you know that it happened, and that's what's important. Yeah. Oh yeah. They really gave us a heavy <laughs> topic. That can't write. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, this is hui vey. No one's having fun hui today. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the performances. I think let's talk about the performance. I, I mean, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan, excellent. It's just amazing. Uh, <laughs> she's just like I, the second she's on screen, I'm like, well, she'll get it done. Obviously, she'll yeah. get it done. <laughs> When she was like, I'll sit down with him. I was like, yes, you yeah, will. will. And then like any time that they're on the phone with Harvey, she's just rolling her eyes, like just like undercutting everything. Uh, yeah, she was amazing. And then I feel like Zoe Kazan very much like the heart of the duo. Um, she's great, too. I think she is great. And I, I, I love to see her kind of leading mm-hmm. a film like this. Um, we don't see enough of her. Yeah. And she I does it. She's... This is such like a quiet performance for her, but it's like so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just very it's right up her alley. Yeah, it's really it's perfect good. for her. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite kind of uh, secondary performance would be Jennifer Ely. I feel like she was my favorite. Just <laughs> she played um, the uh, the British woman, Laura, Laura Madden. She was the one who with um, cancer. Well, yes. 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 Who's going Fantastic into surgery and called her. I was like, all right, yeah, run it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got nothing <laughs> to lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Patricia Clarkson looked amazing Patricia with Clarkson that haircut. Has not aged and since that miracle. lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, there were times where it's like Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, Patricia Clarkson, and Andre Brower in like an office with clear walls, being like, "All right, get on it." And I'm like, I think I would be motivated at work if I worked here. <laughs> I too would stay till midnight. If Patricia if Clarkson looked at me and was like, "Get on top of that," I'd be like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> Or write my little booty off <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah, I think the casting was incredible. Mm-hmm. The performances were very good. Um, yeah, we'll see how this contends. Yeah. I think this is shaping up to be quite the year oh, for acting. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. I'm um, <laughs> I um, yeah. For so for those of y'all listening, uh, Meg and I have a are in a little group of friends. We uh, take a trip to see the Oscars or for Oscar weekend because we all live in different states. So we do our Oscar weekend together for like a girl's trip every year and uh, fill out our Oscar ballots and the winner gets to pick next year's destination. And um, yeah, so I can't, I can't wait to see, see who gets nominated this year. And also it's, it's the best motivation for me to like, make sure I see everything. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so ahead of schedule this year. This is absolutely off schedule. I, off topic, but I have to brag to Ellen. I'm so ahead of schedule. I've seen everything. <laughs> I am. I'm still behind. I'm always behind. But you went to um, the film festival. I did in... see. I saw. So I saw this at the local film festival along with a bunch of other. Tell us about uh, that. That was the 919 yeah. film festival. film fest 919. It was amazing. Um, I saw. This, I saw Women Talking, which I think is going to be the big, like, that's going to clog up a lot of categories because it's like a very serious, talky Oscar movie. And it's like Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley. Uh, like, it's a, wow. a stacked cast of Frances McDormand of like supporting female characters. <laughs> so that's going to be busy. Um, and then. I mean, the other kind of stuff I saw, like, I mean, things that are already out now, Armageddon Time, Banshees of Inisherin, but also I'm ahead of, well, I mean, of course, this is like, we don't even have short lists for international, but I'm like, I'm like Googling what people think are going to be on the international <laughs> short list. And I'm like, all right, I've seen four of the five favorites. Like, so I'm on top of things. Incredible. I'm feeling good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> no. Feel free. Yeah. But yeah, a little sidebar. I did also see Banshees oh, yeah. um, and loved, loved, loved Me it. Me too. I mean, I'm a, you know, we, we can't get too off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely loved it. I'm a sucker for Martin McDonough and Colin Farrell. Brandon. That's like, it was, like, I didn't really, I was not on the um, three billboards. Uh, like, I didn't really care about three billboards, but I love in Bruges and this came and I was like, oh, mm. it's, so good <laughs> so good <laughs> i colin farrell is so good i uh i hope he gets a best actor i I, I, I think he will fathom. he's had quite a year i feel like no one talks about after yang but that was an excellent movie that he was in from earlier this year and he was in batman entirely and, and he was and he was in 13 lives an okay movie i watched on netflix a while ago <laughs> He had a big Our man is booked and busy. He's busy. Too busy to text me back. 
Uh, okay. Oh, gosh. I know we haven't talked for too long, but it is such a heavy topic. It I is. feel like we've gone into a lot. Um, did you have any other notes? No, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there is, like I said at the beginning, like I think my final consensus on this is that I like a journalism movie. So mm-hmm. you're almost kind of going to get three stars out of me just because we're running around talking about print times. <laughs> yeah. But... And getting our sources getting and like, sources. you know, yes, listening to yes. believing women. <laughs> it's very dramatic. Um, oh, I wrote. Down, oh, yeah. Okay. Can we talk about the wire, the tape? They played the whole thing. I've listened to it before. Had you heard it before? No. Incredible. Yeah. I, when it started rolling, I immediately went, oh my God. Yeah. This is the real yeah. tape. I've listened to it because I mean they they Chilling. they got it. They <laughs> they got it. Yeah. So yeah, I know that's. Ugh. It, it just makes you feel so disgusting. Um. So I mean, it did. It blurred the line. Like another moment where I was like, "Is this a documentary?" Right. Like that's what the thing is happening where you're here? Like, there's half of the people are you know are doing are doing fake voices and yada yada and then but then it's the actual real ashley judd and you're like okay wait <laughs> i have yes yeah, the real now. ashley judd it's it's the real like you know tape of him harassing that woman yeah. it's the it's yeah us using voice actors to sound like real actors yeah. um and getting quotes from them um it, that and that's what kind of gave me pause that I was like, we could have gone in a little harder, yeah, on some of this stuff, yeah. If and we I were going to dip our toes into like real, real stuff, like rather than just a fictionalized version, yeah. And the other thing that's kind of strange, mention it all. <laughs> the other thing that's kind of strange about this is, I think like it was so focused on like Harvey Weinstein that like at the end they're like, and you know Harvey Weinstein is serving 20 however many years in jail and so you're kind of like okay uh, like i i almost wish they had made it a little more broad like yeah the system and the people around yes, him like this is systemic, not once was not like as much about him but then i mean they're walking that fine line a mention where they of can't Bob Weinstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how systemic it is yeah not one mention of you know the other weinstein brother mm. who for sure facilitated That's, a lot I mean, of this I abuse. think uh, earlier this year I like was watching some movie on streaming or whatever and it opened with the Miramax logo and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, this is crazy <laughs> and they still exist like with yes. their own branding I don't know if they should uh, I don't know if they should but yeah. I guess Bob Weinstein's just gonna forever be like wasn't me yeah. gonna keep making money <laughs> and maybe not every average person knows what Miramax means when it's at the front of a movie but we do <laughs> but we do so yeah I mean I, you I know, loved I loved the throwaway line of dialogue it's like he had had a meeting with Scorsese and Scorsese hated him so that's why it was such an important thing for me to go interrupt yeah (laughs) it's like i love that we're protecting our sweet uh (laughs) italian grandpa listen we can't say who is a part of the problem but we'll tell you who isn't (laughs) marty was not a fan (laughs) (laughs) we'll forever protect marty (laughs) so yeah i mean you know honestly the least interesting movies to talk about are movies that are like three stars 3.5 stars but here we are. I know. And it's and 
and like I said, you and me knowing so much about what we know as like insane consumers of, of like Hollywood gossip right. and industry and stuff. Pro- it's but like, probably everyone else who listens to this podcast was also aggressively yeah, on Twitter at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like I'm like waiting for like a documentary or a movie to like mention I, Tarantino's knowledge of it all. Mention what Ben Affleck they'll knew. Mention what Matt Damon they won't be knew. Able to like, get enough people. <laughs> Still to this day, they won't be able to get enough. Yes, topple down all of the average white mm-hmm. men in Hollywood that just knew mm-hmm. about all of this and still have careers. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, okay, I guess we need to do ratings if we're doing the true. Yes, let's go in. Um, oh, we, we're not doing the number of ratings. We have to do uh, ABCD, yes, yes, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> we are on Mad yes, About Movies. We're on Mad we About Movies. We're to not their on Letterboxd anymore. <laughs> at Spell Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. At L and T Beck. Yeah. At least I think that's what sure. my letterbox is. Um <laughs> I'll say like a a B minus, B maybe. Uh, yeah. In that zone. Yeah. I was gonna go I was gonna go bump it B plus okay. for the performances. Yeah. I I was really taken by Carrie Ball yeah. and Zoe Kazan. Um for better or worse. I think they they did great. Okay. And their dialogue was good. There were some really high moments at the script. Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't but there was it, it was good about walking the line of not like too many like oscar clips of you know and this is not okay because you know yada yada, yada. yeah there, there wasn't, wasn't a big really soapbox moment there yeah. wasn't a big dialogue it was just a lot of zoe kazan yeah. i'll say being... actually judd does get one but i'll say she deserves it <laughs> she's allowed <laughs> she's allowed um yeah i think there there was just some really great moments of the two women with i'd say quite opposite personalities mm-hmm really just supporting each other and working well together. Yeah. And I think there was some really great moments of like gentleness from yeah. Zoe Kazan and some like really aspirational toughness yeah. uh, from Carrie Mulligan. And how, and how they influence each other is so amazing. Yeah. And I, I wish I was as tough as uh, Megan T. Yeah. If I, if I, and also if I had just had a baby, I, I would need Zoe Kazan telling me it's going to be okay. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, yeah, so, okay, let's go into uh, Weekly Recommends. Weekly Recommends. <laughs> um, I didn't write it down. I don't know why I picked up my paper. Um, but, yes, so I'll go first. Uh, my Weekly Recommend is um, I actually wanted to kind of dip into um, a little op- open a window into our friendship, you and me, Meg. We are both... We're both big readers and we both text each other constantly what we're reading. We often will be reading the same thing at the same time. And um, it's one of my favorite things um, about us Mm -hmm. and And my day-to-day life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I wanted to recommend everyone a book um, series that's has two books out right now, Crescent City by Sarah J. Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, I have bullied other friends into reading all of her other books, um, namely Danny Weiser, mm-hmm. who we have bullied into reading one of her other series. Shout out Danny. Um, Love the occasional updates. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all of any negative opinions you have are wrong. And or or just not my problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you must keep reading. Yes, obviously. Obviously. Um, but yeah, so Crescent City is a series that we both um, have read and just absolutely adore yes. and are obsessed with. And um, 
yeah, yeah. if you're interested in fantasy, fantasy series written by women. Yeah, written by a woman. Uh, it's it's a little more like modern fantasy, you know, their cell phones. Uh, <laughs> it takes place in a city, obviously. Um, if you've read other Sarah J. Mass, hit us up on the, on the Discord. Um, and uh, yeah. I just recently finished Throne of Glass. Yeah, I just finished uh, Throne of Glass. I've been super long series, but super epic. I've been and waiting totally uh, to be able to talk to her about all the updates. Um, <laughs> but uh, Crescent City is the next uh, book coming out by this author. So Crescent City 3. So catch up now and then you can be up to date for the next one. The next one, which should be coming out in 2023. I better come out next year. It better. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> she hasn't given us a release date yet, but it better come out next year. To be fair, these books are very long and we got one earlier this year, but I need one next year. <laughs> yeah. I need one like right now. Well, you just finished Throne of Glass and so now you have nothing else to do. <laughs> We well, off my conversation, but we have an we have an eighth book and another series that we've been reading coming out in less than three weeks, oh and uh, just I know I, I need to reread seven because I, I was going through it when that one came out. Anyway, not important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, I'm gonna be very original, and uh, I I know there's been a lot of controversy around uh taylor swift's tour <laughs> and mm. how much Ticketmaster has fumbled this bag but yes you and i are both victims of the great uh taylor Ticketmaster yes, war yeah. <laughs> we survived the great war but it was not the, that was not a good day <laughs> not in the way we want no. <laughs> um so uh but when i was thinking about a, you know weekly recommend i'm like what have i been what media have I been consuming constantly for the past couple of weeks? And the answer is Taylor Swift Midnights. So, yeah, uh, 3 a.m. version, uh, particular Three, fan obviously. of what have, could have, should have. Uh, oh, we hate John Mayer. And let's just, we hate John Mayer. Let's just have a good time. <laughs> Karma is my we boyfriend. Hate John Mayer. Karma is we a want God. our girlhood back. Oh. <laughs> I, I'll say, uh, listening to the 10 minute version of All Too Well and then rolling that right into Would Have, Could Have, Should Have is the ultimate commute. <laughs> it is a masterpiece. I I still to this day, I mean, it's been a year since All Too Well came out and I will go play this and be like, no, yeah, it's only two All Too Wells away. <laughs> 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 because the second I finish All Too Well 10 minute version, I'm like, I could run it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been start, 10 minutes over. since I listened to this song. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, All I yes, need is a, a Speak Now Taylor's version so announcement, and then I can relax. <laughs> I think it's coming soon. Oh, it better be. Did you see her hair at the We still have. <laughs> uh, looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Very disco. <laughs> very fun. Um, Girls night. We still have one more. We still have one more music video, I think, yes. coming out. Because remember when she yes. put out that teaser? Do you think it's Lavender Hayes? It had- That's my theory. Ooh. Could be. I think it might be Maroon. <gasps> I would love it to be Maroon. <laughs> I love every song that I'm, except Snow on the Beach. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I've I've really I'm not into vigilante. Oh, I'm also not really into vigilante. Cuss word. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I feel like she watched. I feel like she watched the Batman and got really inspired by <laughs> Zoe Kravitz no and wrote way. vigilante. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's also not one of my favorites, but I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. You know. Mm-hmm. But 
It's no, it's no karma. It's no question. It's no mastermind. It's no bejeweled. It's no what it could have showed up. It's no, <laughs> yeah. Every other song on the album, <laughs> Midnight Rain, Midnight Rain, obsessed. Ugh. Yeah, if 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 you want our rankings or current rankings, because it changes. Yes. If you want our rankings of all of the tracks from Midnight's yeah. Midnight's three a.m., hit us up in the Discord and we'll uh, we'll let yeah, you know. Because yeah. I have strong opinions. <laughs> yeah, they're very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay well ellen it was lovely speaking to you meg it was <laughs> lovely speaking to you um would love to kick the guys off of their own show more often yeah. and just take over whenever whenever they don't um whenever they don't feel like coming out against horrible exactly. monsters i'll look industry, up, I'll look up we'll, what, we're what mirror max movies are coming up and i'm sure they won't want anything to do with that <laughs> sure you know I think I think I think their lack of presence here uh, explains how pro or con or pro or against Harvey Weinstein they yeah. are. So you know, I, I'm not until sa- until I'm they not answer- saying how they feel, but make your own saying- assumptions. But I'm just saying they didn't say that they're against. <laughs> we it. gave them the opportunity Obviously, to make not, a statement, not here. and they they declined. No comment. <laughs> they they declined to go on the yeah. record, but we did. Yeah. We're we're so brave. <laughs> I hate us. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Outro music. (laughs) Cue the outro music. All right, guys. Y'all have a wonderful evening and uh, or day or morning or commute, wherever you're listening. And uh, until next time, we will see you there. Bye. Bye.